Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Hello, everybody. Welcome back into the Letterman Lounge. It's Monday. Monday. That's just what we're going to call it from now on at Roosters. Happy November from Justin Zwick, yes. Nicole Cox, Bobby Carpenter, Jeremy Birmingham. I am Austin Ward. Ohio State wins 33 24 over Penn State. No one will ever complain inside the Woody about beating uh, the second most talented team in the Big Ten by nine points. And November, Bob, I can't remember who is it for. Contenders? Pretenders? Uh, no, contenders, November, I think, hold is. On. You, well, you don't remember. November is for contenders. You got to win. You got to win in November. November is for contenders. Contenders, yes. Okay. September is for pretenders? Well, the rest or of the October. season is for pretenders. Yeah. November now, is where you get it done. Now we need to know. I mean, so Jim Harbaugh can still be a contender because that happened outside of November. Ooh, huh. I didn't think about that. I don't know. I think you have to he definitely is going to be. handle your business in the last week of October. If November is going to be meaningful, true. and what a surprise! Michigan didn't do that, but Ohio State did. So, legit contender, Bob. Ohio State. Yeah, I would say so. I, and people are going to look at this like, oh, look what they did against Illinois. You knew Michigan mm-hmm. or you knew Penn State was going to come out and play much better than they did against Illinois. You know, Sean Clifford still doesn't look like fully a hundred percent, but he looked a heck of a lot better than mm-hmm. he did. Um, They've got a good receiving core. They've got a talented defense. I think the defense is what really looked a lot better, especially the front. You know, they couldn't do anything against Illinois. I think part of that was getting some guys healthy, you know, getting ready to go. They were going to be focused up. Despite James Franklin kind of stumbling through press conferences all week, that team looked poised, they looked focused. And, I mean, to be honest, who's their other rival in the Big Ten? You know, I mean, I feel like it's a little bit, like they're kind of if, if our Michigan State to Michigan, you know, like we obviously have the big rivalry with Michigan, 
But like Penn State is the other team that we always have locked in that was mm. always the team we played every year. There's been some great games going back and forth. They typically have a lot of Ohio kids on their roster historically. And so they were going to come here. They were going to play. It was a night game. They just got embarrassed. They're a proud team. Like, and be honest, like if they would have won that game, like that, that would have salvaged their season. Now they're staring, you know, down where they five and three, three losses. Like they're going to have to try really hard to pull out of it. And you know, I, I don't blame them. I mean, those guys played well. They had a chance you know, probably to maybe potentially get it done. And they did a good job of holding Ohio State to field goals there in the second half. And that was kind of the difference, I think, between that game really getting stretched. Nicole, you tried to tell everyone last week. I was predicting a blowout. You were. I listened I to you like a fool. That was a big mistake. When Nicole was sitting <laughs> I listened right there, to Spencer. And I feel like I picked a score really close to the final score. Well, so but you were right. Yeah. You just knew it was coming. I, I, I think a lot of it is because I look at the team as I just try to keep remembering, yes, they're improving every week. And I actually like watching the games like this. It's it's exciting, and yes, You're it is an anxiety scary. bag. You you tell me you know. like watching these games. I, she likes is. the anxiety. I know. Bob. I think I like. Makes her feel. She's alive. addicted to the yeah, anxiety. It's not just like <laughs> she needs it. You can, and it's nice to watch a team. It's better to watch a team win when they really had to work for it, as opposed to it was just you know in the bag. Everybody knew they'd win. So I I personally like that, but. Um, yeah, I think we we have a young team, so it's just like kids. Kids can be perfect one day, and the next day they're still learning, and they could learn the same lesson a few times, you know? So <laughs> I, I, I try to remember that every game. That's why I don't want to get it too ahead of ourselves, but they, they looked awesome, you know? And I think they're learning every week, too, when they do make mistakes. But I enjoyed watching the game. Jay-Z, did you, did you enjoy the anxiety? <laughs> I love it. I, I live for it. This is like, well, I mean, you told me once, Justin, the suspense is terrible. I hope it lasts. Yeah. Nicole, just take that over. Court. What's going it's on with it? It's over the top. That's what's wrong. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. There we go. Uh, I was like, what's wrong with my headset I, this week? Gets heavy. Yeah, you know, I think it's a. I think it's a good good game to have in your bag. Um, you know, it's an ugly win. It's a win against a good team, and it's against a team that you know everybody thought was going to be a blowout because we saw the week before. Illinois is terrible. Yeah. 350 yards rushing. We're sitting here saying, man, we've been crushing this run game. Our O-line is awesome. We're going to do the same thing. I think it might be James Franklin's best coaching job of the year, in a way, to go from talking about, oh, we're focused on Illinois, the big house, you know, all that crap he was putting out in the middle of the week or in the beginning of the week, to <laughs> with, with two losses back-to-back in the way they lost them against who they lost, you know, against who they got beat by. To be able to get his team to rally and come into the shoe against a team that was rolling, you know, offensively, anyways, and do what they did, I think that's, I think it was impressive. Now, by the numbers, their defense coming into that game, if they were a top 10 team, we'd, we would have said, man, this is going to be a good game because they're, you know, in the top 10 defensively scoring. They gave up 38 yards passing to Illinois, which I know it is what it is, but still, they got through the ball 24 times. They gave up 38 yards. Um, you know, if if they would have won that game, we would have looked at this a lot differently, right? Because they would have beat Iowa if their quarterback would not have gotten hurt. If they if they do that, then they probably handle their business against Illinois. It's a big time game, and we win by nine. That's a huge win, you know. So it's just the way you look at it. He, I didn't think he's gonna have his team ready to play like that. Um, I thought maybe they would have sailed it in a little bit, you know. Ah, we, we lost to Illinois last week. That was embarrassing. Blah blah blah. But they played a tough game and. You know, it was an ugly win for Ohio State, but these young guys getting that experience, you know, in that type of game, the hard hitting that was going on. I mean, I, I think 
it's huge to get that one in before November and before uh, it's time to become a contender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to say that Penn State's Ohio State's little brother like Michigan State is to Michigan. Like you, I mean, you didn't allude to that, but you brought up that comparison. Penn State, those, those kids do he was have thinking it. Those kids have chips on their shoulders. I mean, they they come into Ohio State every and year. And not the Roosters chips. No, not you the Roosters. No, you can't find those. You got to go catering for that. But the catering and they don't deliver to Pennsylvania. You know, Penn State against Illinois, and I made this joke in the press box on Saturday night after the game. Like Penn State did take two weeks off after the the, the Iowa loss to get ready for Ohio State, and one of those weeks they just were supposed to play at Illinois and didn't. But Illinois was out there with nine offensive linemen at per, on every play. I mean, they, they were saying, we're not going to even try to throw the ball. Yeah. Ohio State wanted to have a balanced offensive attack, and they still put up 500 yards of offense. They just didn't put the ball in the end zone when it mattered mm-hmm. uh, inside of the red zone. That's traditionally, in the last handful of years, the games that Ohio State has lost. When the running game struggles to get going, and then you're not converting inside of the red zone. But you know, kudos to to Penn State for coming in prepared. I, I said last week on the show, I, there was no way that Penn State was going to not be ready to play Ohio State. Um, and I think Ohio State was needing to get punched in the mouth early, and they did. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they bounced back. And um, you have to learn to win ugly uh, in, in the Big Ten sometimes, especially as we head into November. And now you got one. <clears throat> I think it was an interesting mix of uh, self-inflicted wounds from Ohio State when you think about you know, procedural penalties on the oh, oh man, it was bad. Snap, snap infractions mm-hmm. from Luke Wilson. Seven false start. You know, uncharacteristic. Uncharacteristic. Like I, they were excited. They yeah. just wanted to start. It's, and it's <laughs> that. And as Nicole said, it's some of that big game anxiety. Like these freshmen haven't dealt with that. Luke Lipper made mistakes. Well, he's only this is the most talented front he's ever seen, and it's the first night game for him in the horseshoe, and all these things that you've got to deal with. It's a problem. Oh, we're gonna get some tears over here. You have to give Penn State credit because of how talent how talented they are, but it was also a game where Ohio State uh, made some errors that you take and you go watch on film on Sunday and take to the practice field on Tuesday, correct and get better if you're going to win the next four weeks and then play in Indy in the first week of December. Relatively hot take. I'm going to jump in. All three of those Penn State linebackers would start at Ohio State. Hmm. Really? That's hmm. Right. Do, do you disagree? I'd have to watch them cl- more closely. I'm not going to ever just say something in isolation from one game. Um, they they do you're have never gonna do that. Um, no, I, I, I'm, I'm someone that your note never gonna use a small sample size. No, I, mm, I never say it. never. I don't believe it. Uh-oh. All I'm saying is <laughs> Penn State's defense had. What about if somebody had a bad day throwing in the rain? Would mm. you use that small mm. sample size to make a judgment? And he was from the West. But then he also followed it up with another rough game <laughs> and a, a game that was potentially rough. So, so two that. games. I don't My point over, is, over, <laughs> this Penn State defense may be the only one Ohio State plays the entire <clears throat> outside of Oregon that has anyone on the defense that would start at Ohio State. That's that's my point. I you don't think team up, like team up north. I'm pretty sure there's Aiden Hutchinson. I'm pretty sure there's a I, defensive back at Michigan State that you love. I I like Xavier Henderson quite a bit, but I don't know that. I'm he'd just be, here to fact check. If, if Josh Proctor was healthy, I don't know that Xavier Henderson would start over Josh Proctor. Right now, he'd be starting at Ohio State, but I don't think he would have started at the beginning of the. Because your guy, the big Hutch, Aiden Hutchinson, up there. Maybe I don't. I don't think he'd start here. I think he's he's taking the mantle as. America's most overrated player. Oh, the Winovich. <laughs> Winovich handed it he's, down he's, to him. Chase Winovich said, <laughs> mm-hmm. here we go. Just like him standing down there, bringing on the noise when they're losing oh, yeah. by 30. Um, yeah, no Buckeye leave for Aiden Hutchinson, obviously, but we get to give them to the actual Buckeyes after they beat Penn State. Nicole, as always, is going to lead off with our Roosters. Fun I have a question point. first. Buckeyes. Yes, go for it. Um, Berm, did you get new killer wings? 
or are those barbecue? That's uh, you can nuclear. See the I combined the barbecue with the nuclear. Okay. Also, it cuts it a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, because you took sauce. a bite and then you spoke into the microphone and then you didn't even take a drink. And I'm just very impressed. Well, I mean, it's coming out of I his mean, eyes. It's good. I don't it's think good. He's, he's drinking his tears I'm as it so comes impressed. down. It's good heat. Yeah, it's a good like. flavor. I it's want flavor. heat and flavor, so I combine the barbecue with the nuclear. The saltiness okay. of the tears helps to get rid of the uh, get rid of that. Yeah, heat. helps but cut don't it. Don't worry, Bob's got his plain chicken over there. What are you going to eat good. it to wash oh, it down? No, I mean, don't I'm knock we, we all have our, our own, we, we all have our own. We all have our way. By the way, there's pickle. Mm. Out here. Yes. So I think that means that fried pickles. It, it's a surprise. It's a surprise. It's supposed to be fried pickles. Probably going to be yeah, Appetizer it's Tuesday. Supposed to be fried pickles. Or for two dollars on Tuesday. At some locations, it might be something yeah, different. But there's two dollar appetizers. Mozzarella sticks out today. Ooh, they're so good. Could be that option as well. I don't think it'll be that. Might no, okay, not going to be that. <laughs> I Take think that it'll be bank. cheese and bacon <laughs> fries if oh. they don't have fried pickles. Oh, mm. we have a backup. Okay, yes. well, it's good we got that cleared up. <laughs> That's the situation for Roosters Appetizer Tuesday. Now we need some Buckeye leaves, and Nicole is going to lead it off. Okay, so definitely my top, definitely probably my favorite play of the year was, oh, precious little Jerron Cage. Little? Precious. Uh, yeah. Let's he not did, look, he did look like Precious out let's there from not, the movie. Let's not let's not say that. <laughs> Based on the novel. Let's, by wait, before I get into my like mom mode of just how awesome it was, you know, like you, just, it was watching him because it caught my eye because I felt like it was in slow mo, you know, and and it was just awesome that he just kept looking back like. I, I've never seen players really do that. It, it, just like he was being chased out of somewhere, yeah. you know? And he was. He was being chased. But <laughs> I am so impressed with how quickly he picked that up and took off. Because my thing is, is I was thinking about it on the way here. I'm like, there's so much going on on the field. And, you know, people are supposed to be tackling, blah, blah, blah. And there, there was, you know, there were a bunch of guys on the ground. But for him to realize that it was actually fumbled and to grab it and then take off, I think it would have taken me a few seconds just to even realize the ball had hit the ground because I'd be looking all around, you know? So, yeah. and he, I mean, there wasn't zero hesitation and he got a touchdown for it. And then they were all fanning him at the end because he was so winded. Uh, I know one guy. It was a great run. Oh my oh. gosh, it was awesome. It was, mm -hmm. it was awesome. He was super glad it wasn't September and hot. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> doubt, I mean, right? If you're, if you're hurt, or like, that it was 87 yes, yards yes. and not mm -hmm. 57. I mean, he was, he was hurting and now it was like, like 45 degrees outside. How could he possibly be that 50 hot? yard run, too. He was breathing heavy when they came back to him after yeah. the game. No, yeah. bless his heart. <laughs> well, I think it was the adrenaline too, because yeah. he's like, "Oh my God, are they chasing me? What am I gonna do?" You know. But he was, it was great. It was oh, I just graceful, loved it. Graceful scoop from it was game. very yes. Graceful. And that's you a that's a risk you take that easy, yeah. if you don't just plop and dive on it as a defensive tackle. So he made a split second decision, wound up with a once in a lifetime opportunity. It was it, awesome. And Jay Z challenged Bobby to a race against I just, you know, Cage. Jeremy one is, was talking about how unathletic most of the Letterman Row guys are and That's how we would not, not be I able to and how we would not be able to beat his 40 we were unathletic. of 5.1. I said you're calling I us I don't, slow. I don't know that any one of us that were here at the at moment. At the moment. Bob wasn't here. Bob played in the NFL for quite a while. Apparently that requires some semblance of athleticism. No, no yeah. doubt about it. Is that right? Bob says he could take. I don't know. Maybe without I mean, even you weren't, stretching. You weren't a quarterback. I wasn't a quarterback. Um, oh, shots fired at Jay Z. Now. I mean, yeah. 
That's true. Casey knows that the quarterback is the most unathletic position. You watch Tom Brady run. Like that proves the point that you can still be the best in the world or near the top and you run like that. Yep. Like that's I mean that, that's <laughs> but he, you throw the ball like he does. <laughs> throws well, not not, well, not, well, not yesterday. Not yesterday. Not yesterday. I was expecting that to <laughs> But he still played really well. Yeah, yeah. but it's I, I could probably take Jerron Key. I'm fairly I feel like a five one, I might even be able to get that. I I think you I might could. be able to. As I well, never could even in my athletic prime. You're I sweating could. just I, eating chicken <laughs> over here. Like, yeah. But, uh, this guy, I'm not gonna know, say anything about that. I, I would be too I, if I was I, eating I this thing. you to try. Well, so I'm gonna give my buckeye leaf to you know what's amazing. Like I've I've always seen him, you know, and his you have kids and they start, you know, getting older and they, they they're very loud and they're doing things you're just trying to focus up and watch a game you know kind of do some work whatever it is and I was always amazed you know my dad's ability to kind of just not hear us and continue to push through and work at things and so like the ability to zone in and lock in on things I think is incredibly important I try to do that like my son RJ I can say his name 47 times and he won't acknowledge it and I was really impressed and that's something to give my Buckeye leave to the officials they could mm. see so much blatant holding, yeah. yet choose not, not to anything. call it. Or maybe just like pretend like it wasn't happening. As I'm watching Tommy Eichenberg get tackled, and I'm like, I don't know how good of a player you are because I know that you're not allowed to do that because that's outside well, it, of the, the It actually rules. is. It, it must be legal to hold Ohio State it's, because it's, it happens it's been going on for quite a long time. And there's a run of like three plays in a row where they were tackling our guys I would right say, by the quarterback. How many, play, how many offensive snaps did, did Penn State run? However many it was, that's how many missed holding calls there were. Yeah. And if they're not going to throw a flag, as you said, Bob, you might as well keep doing it because there's no repercussions whatsoever. But don't ever, don't ever potentially target. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no. don't go low to hit a quarterback that's running through a hole because when he goes low, you're going to get kicked out of the game. Uh, I just I feel that, and that's why you want more Steel Chambers. That's why he wasn't out there more, and he won't be out. I mean, he should have been out there more because the he had to half. anticipate that Sean Clifford was going to slide behind the line of scrimmage. Like yeah. in the middle, I'm not of even the line. sure that should be allowed. No, um, uh, it's it's an incredible. Okay. Buckeye leaf, Jay Z. Uh, my Buckeye leaf is going. Uh, <laughs> you have a serious one, Bob, or are you just going to go with the refs? No, I'm going to go with the refs. Right, right. They were committed to it. They were, they were because committed I, to I'm, the bit. I'm impressed because that's like a limit that you, you get it graded. Yeah, they like, got to watch that get film, right? And like you would have to think that the Ohio State Penn State game, the Big Ten's probably putting one of their better crews yeah. on that game. That's I would have imagined the play where. Uh, oh, where the, the little dump off to Travion Henderson that hit the ground and got picked up and ran back for yeah. a touchdown by the oh. Penn State defensive yeah. lineman. Oh, they wanted and, to run down there and signal a touchdown. And, and they did. Oh, yeah. They actually they did. did. And C.J. Stroud had to run 80 yards down the field to try to catch that. And then two plays later, has no legs to throw a 15-yard pass <laughs> yeah. to Chris Olave and fourth down. Yeah. I'm all like, for that was an important play. I'm Very. all for letting it play Very. out. But like that that was... That was so, it was, yeah, that was a blatant... Incomplete. Well, there are two right? other officials were right there. We're going this the whole time. Blow a whistle. Let's get that over. It was with. crazy. Let him go. Let him. <laughs> yeah. Let's see what happens. Yeah, that was that was the play where she missed. I think two holding calls back to back, and then she signaled touchdown. Anyway, but anyways, my uh, job, my, my guy is going to job. another defensive lineman who didn't have the sexiest of games. But I noticed myself looking at him, and he was making a lot of plays. Antoine Jackson, number fifty-two, there in the middle. Uh, I really, I mean, he was disruptive. I don't, you know, no big sacks, no big fumble run, you know, for touchdowns. But I think he was just a consistent player all night long, and you know, we needed that at times. And it was good. He's a super senior, I believe, right? So he's been around. So it's just, it was good to see him. And you know, I made you know mention to my buddies when we were talking about the game, just you know, who is this kid and what you know what's what's going on? Because I thought he was in there making some plays, being disruptive. So I give him my buck. I leave. Antoine Jackson. Did you know that Ohio State leads the Big Ten in sacks and tackles for loss? 
second interceptions, second and fourth fumble. Do you know that no Power Five team in the country has more sacks than Ohio State? What? No, I think I did. Is that real? I I did read that. And we complain about pressure on the quarterback every week. No Power Five team in the country has more sacks than Ohio State. Okay, go on. So my Buckeye leaf, as always, when it happens, Uh-oh. when Ohio State plays Sounds Penn like Larry State, Johnson's coming. is the defensive line in Larry Johnson in general. Oh, yeah. Because every single time they play Penn State, Larry Johnson's defensive linemen find a way to elevate. And it seems like we picked on this defensive line group a whole heck of a lot in the first couple weeks of the mm-hmm. season. And all of a sudden, they lead the country in sacks in, among Power 5 teams. And are, you know, the, the Buckeyes' defense in general won them that game on Saturday. Despite being held. Despite <laughs> the egregious nature of the uh, holding penalties mm-hmm. that weren't called. So to me, it's it's Larry Johnson's group from Tyreek Smith, who played, as, as Austin said, after the game uh, on Rapid Reaction, probably his best game since the Clemson yeah. game. Yep. Uh, Zach Harrison is continuing to make a push. Uh, Haskell Garrett with a huge play early with the fumble recovery. Another guy, I mean, it's just the defensive line has just really been playing very well. JT Tumaloa with the the sack when again mm-hmm. when Tyreek Smith forces yep. the, the action. Um, he shot out of a cannon on that. He was sitting back and he saw it happening. Boom! He went and got him. If nice. Tyreek Smith can play that game the rest of the way, Ohio State will be in the playoff and competing for a national championship. Yeah, he's he's getting the production that is close now to Bosa and Young. Like, mm-hmm. not sure that he's going to be a guaranteed first round draft pick or any of that, but he certainly put himself back on that trajectory. This table. She's here. I don't no, know. This it's, table. It's the. It's because they're vertical now. It's, we gotta. It's okay. There's no. There's no problems. We want sound. We want sound effects. <laughs> yes. We want, it's just we to want, keep people interested. We want action. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that everyone left one of my favorite players Ooh. for me, Cameron Brown. Ooh. I. Yes. I talked about him over and over, and it was just like well, it was never gonna happen because of these injuries. And like, just wait, wait till he gets healthy. Wait till he's out there. Uh, he, you know, for whatever flaws there may be with pro football focus. Uh, he was the highest graded defensive back cornerback in the country, a pass rating of 2.6 when he was out there, gave up one completion for eight yards. Penn State thought they might scheme up a little double move on him late in the game. Mm-hmm. No dice, sir. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. believe so. Not today. A, you got to have a lot of confidence that you can hold up hold up against that Ohio <laughs> yeah. State pass rush to throw a double move. And B, you think you're going to beat Cameron Brown. I'm going to take a shot on him. Didn't work. He didn't didn't bite, sits on the route, gets the interception that seals it. I know uh, I talked to him after the game. He was a little uh, disappointed and gassed. He wasn't able to take that one back because Jerron Cage finished off the defensive touchdown and the fastest player on the team, Cam Brown, wasn't <laughs> able not. to do the same. Uh, but he got the interception that he wanted. That was a big deal uh, for Ohio State, obviously, in putting that away. So you feel good for somebody who's had, you know, if it wasn't the Achilles or a knee injury in camp, an ankle, come back, then get a concussion when you're healthy a couple weeks ago. Now he, he gets a chance to show what he can do. And build on that from here, heading into November, which starts on Saturday, Nicole, against Nebraska. The expert, our gambling expert, Spencer Holbrook, says 15-point spread. And you are the one who knows what to do with that information. I'm going to say 17-38, Buckeyes. Okay. 17-38. I like that. It's an interesting score. That sounds about right. Nebraska's offense, they've looked good at points this year, you know. And until they... Turn it over five times. Well, yeah, but when they're not turning it over, like against Michigan, well, and then they did turn it over against Michigan. <laughs> so I, think, I feel like they always turn it over against somebody. Up to a point. Um, all right. So, and if you're watching Saturday at noon, 
you might need to get some Roosters catering, mm. yeah, which apparently, chips, like apparently is awesome. Hey, Bobby the, and cater- the, the catering division, guys, might be completely booked on Saturday, <laughs> but okay. but you can definitely get um, carryout from Roosters. We do the pickup catering menu, which is awesome. It's like pans. We actually did it on Sunday with a big group. It was awesome. So How did it go, Bob? It was fantastic. The food was ter- delicious and terrific. We still have some left. Mm. Um, everybody That's the was best. a good week when you got oh. pans of Roosters sitting Dude, out in the The chips have just been sitting out and like slowly. Oh, you didn't even eat all the chips? Well, there's a lot. You didn't bring any with you? They're even better when they sit out. Yeah. Yeah. We've got them almost done. I mean, we had that. We had the wedges, a little boneless, a little bone in. I mean, some medium, some Carolina gold, barbecue. No nuclear. Like, dude, listen, no one's, hey, what's this? And that's how you, <laughs> you should have done that just <laughs> for, yeah. for a Halloween prank. It does look dangerously like medium. I can so, see the yeah. tear coming down his face. Oh, it's just it's sitting right here. It looks here, like it's, it's, it's right it's under your eye. Wet. Perspiration. It's I'm under not your, crying about it. I'm enjoying it. I love it. <laughs> quite a bit. I'm so impressed. You're crazy. I'm, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. You're a wild man. He's doing it during the show and trying yeah. to talk is crazy. Uh, th- is there a new winner to go to the bowl game? We do. We have a new winner. I'm Chris still Davis. waiting. I can't. <laughs> I know, right? No, I can't announce oh, it yet. Yeah, just secret. because um, we're still finalizing his paperwork and everything. Perfect. But yeah, um, we're excited. Paperwork. So today, I'm going to choose a winner today too, and I'll reach out and call them as well. How can so, they? How can they register to win this yeah. week? Well, yeah, where do you go? Yeah. You go to RoostersWings.com. Ah, RoostersWings.com. Register yeah. there. Two tickets. Airfare should plane pilots and. People want yes, to should we be able to get there? If, if planes are flying, they will be flying. Don't there. give Nicole something else to wear. I, <laughs> I don't have a backup plan for the transportation. So, Road trip. Yeah. <laughs> on a bus. Let's get an RV. <laughs> we'll make it fun no matter what. No, absolutely. And then deluxe hotel combination. Yes. So got a couple games Hospitality. left. Still time to register. Go get there. If you haven't won, get, right. get it done. Yes. Get it taken care of. Rooster's Wings, the official wing sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Yes. Mm. I finally saw myself. You and I talking about the Roosters Bowl giveaway in oh, the yeah. horseshoe before the game. And I don't know. I think people are really impressed with our performance. And we might need to get some SAG cards and oh, for sure. <laughs> see what else, where else this is. I'll bring some this. next week for you guys. Okay, that's People <laughs> compared my performance to Heath Ledger in uh, the Batman Dark, so. The Dark Knight. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, somebody asked me an all-timer. coming. <laughs> if <laughs> I was related to Al Pacino. Method. So, I mean, just Daniel really getting Day, into Daniel Day-Lewis right there. <laughs> I, was com- I mean, I'm committed to the character because... Eat I just roosters. do it every single week. It's so <laughs> just part of my life. It's a fun, casual joint, and it's a fun, casual conversation. Nicole is going to go along with her day. We're going to come back and talk a lot more about Ohio State beating Penn State and getting ready for Nebraska on Saturday. And now with some early bowl predictions, Bobby Carpenter. Well, Austin, what I'm seeing here is 12 lucky Roosters guests are getting the opportunity to travel to this year's Buckeye Bowl game. Each trip comes complete with two tickets, airfare, and hotel. One prize winner will be chosen each week. Guests need to register weekly at roosterswings.com. Uh, that's great, Bobby. What I was asking was your prediction for the Buckeyes this bowl season. I have no idea. I'm going to Roosters right now to register. Precision Engineering. Rigorous attention to detail. A Bryant Evolution heating system is so well designed, it's as much of a joy to install as it is to use. Good to go. For the dealer nearest you, visit Bryant.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. All right, welcome back into the Letterman Lounge. This is Letterman Live. It's brought to you by Roosters. It's a fun, casual joint. Ohio State beats Penn State, now gets ready for Nebraska on Saturday. Uh, as we alluded to in that first segment, guys, like, all right, Penn State played very well. They're talented. Mm-hmm. James Franklin dialed it up. You got to give them credit for what they did. And also, there was a ton of stuff for Ohio State that they did to themselves and room for improvement. So, as you watched it or as you thought about it Sunday coming in here today, to me, it was just a weird game to wrap my mind around all of it. There was a lot going on, it was a lot to process, just kind of a, you know, a weird one. <clears throat> what do you, what's your number one takeaway from that? Uh, the offensive line to me just didn't come to play. Um, you know, I think they were making just pretty simple mistakes on, you know, blocking a five tech when there's a tight end there and maybe not coming down. You know, just the silly things that, you know, gave gave some room for Penn State to get in there and, and you know, corrupt our run plays. Uh, we didn't get up on – term corrupt. corrupt. I like that. That's, you know, we, we didn't get up That's on any linebacker. They were always waiting in the hole for our, you know, backs to get in. So I, I just don't think they came to play. I don't know why. You know, they, they had been playing very strongly here uh, the last three games. Um, I think it's good for them, though. You know, like I said earlier, to be able to play that kind of game, get a win, and be able to learn from it, maybe get your, you know, your, your teeth knocked in a little bit, you know, not just being able to do whatever you want in the run game. It could be good, but I, I think it starts there because we had nothing in that first half run game-wise, which makes the pass game that much harder when you're getting pressure on a quarterback. And, uh, you know, just kind of downfall, you know, it's snowballs from there in a way. But uh, they got it together enough to, to spring him on that 68-yarder. And you get your you get over 100 yards on that run. If you don't have that, it's, it's a lot different looking stats, yeah. you know, coming out of that game. So uh, I think it starts there. But you can't, you, you, you know, that's the thing. Like, yeah, if you take that out, but it's in there. So yeah, no doubt, yeah. They were close before that. But I'm, I'm with you. First half, there was some struggle. Like watching it, you know, they they protected fairly well, but just in the and run game, ads. they weren't able to really get that push that mm-hmm. we've seen. And so, and I don't know if it's a talent thing. I think it's more of a cohesion thing of working together, being able to kind of get on the same page. Penn State was moving around a little bit. They've got a good front, man. They have good linebackers. The guys feel fat, feel fast, and you've got to be able to pass blocks off, be able to climb and get to those second level defenders. And it really just wasn't happening. It's the first time that I felt like we've we, Ohio State was trying to run the ball and they couldn't mm-hmm. all all kind of year long. Mm-hmm. Even against Oregon, there was times where like, okay, you can go run it when you need to. I just felt like that watching that in the first half, like we were trying to get the run game established, which I thought was critical and important, mm-hmm. and it just wasn't there. And it's it's not due to Travion. Like you put him in the open field, he's great. Like all right, well we'll start running swings to him and do other stuff. But this offensive line, and believe me, the ba- the bar is high. The standard is incredibly high because of how talented those guys are that there's an expectation that the line of scrimmage should be moving mm. in a positive direction each and every time, and it just wasn't the case in the first half. And even in the second, you know, there's a reason why there were three field goals, you know, that, that were happening, especially two in the second half, where, like, you feel like maybe you should have got a little bit more push to be able to, to have better situations and those drives wouldn't stall out. 
Yeah, I mean, this is the first game in a long time where we're sitting on third and one or fourth and one. We're like, <laughs> I well, maybe we did. should kick this field yeah. goal. I don't know about this. And you know, I think we're the not reason much- those field goals happen is because Ryan Day was putting it on his offensive line at that point in the third and fourth quarter. I think he was simply straight up unwilling to throw the ball in those positions because he wanted his offensive lineman to to show something. The man up. And I, I don't, Showers versus growers. Right, and I don't know that that's the smartest decision at, well, at that point mm-hmm. in the game, but I think he was trying to teach a lesson to these kids, and I – I wrote about it on Sunday. You're not as good as you think you are. No, I, mean, yeah. I think that that's I think that's true. I think yeah. there was a part of that to saying, "Hey, this is this is who you actually are right now. Are you going to are you going to take this?" And I wrote about it on Sunday. We have a tendency to uh, consider that you only learn lessons when you lose in sports. And I think that, and I said it all last week. The Buckeyes are one of the youngest teams in the country. They have to learn how to win. They have to learn to handle prosperity. And you can learn even when you win and i think that that was an opportunity because i don't think there was a minute even as tight as that was until like the almost fluke touchdown that happened yeah um on the the, the incomplete the guy running out of bounds and to come back in until then i don't think there was even a second where ryan day and and that coaching staff thought we're not going to win this game i think they they were trying to teach lessons and uh almost to their own detriment at at some point because at a couple of those moments you're just letting penn state tee off on travion henderson and you're like, oh, you really shouldn't. You should probably stop that because <laughs> we need. This. We're going to want this guy down guy. the road. You well, kind of need that guy. And that's and now he's got a a wrap on his left knee. And we saw him mm-hmm. limping out of the uh, press conference after the game. I mean, that's going to be something to watch in the days ahead. I wouldn't imagine that he's going to need a 26 carry performance against Nebraska. So, you know, he he may have some time to rest and recover a little bit. Uh, we'll we'll see exactly how that plays out. But it, it's just funny to me. Jay Z mentioned this earlier. Like if. If the Illinois loss doesn't yeah. happen to Penn State, do we? Would you view this differently? Or, well, here's would, another thing. I think the line would have probably been ten. Yeah. Well, or eight. Yeah, and here's another thing. Like we, we saw them give up 350 plus rushing yards to Illinois. So coming into that game, we're all licking our chops, saying we're going to run right through these guys, and then we don't. And it's like, well, what happened? So maybe, maybe they're better than we were giving them credit for. Maybe yeah. they didn't play that well. But you know, like you know, like you're going to say, if they'd have won that game, they're a top five defense in the country, and we get 152 yards rushing on them. We're sitting here saying, man, it was a tough, hard-fought game, but we did what we had to do. And I think that's the other part that, you know, I can understand the temptation, and I am obviously, I'll am i be the first one to sit up here and say, yeah, I picked, I thought Ohio State was going to blow them mm-hmm. out. And so there's a tendency, well, that didn't happen. Did, was there something wrong? Did Ohio State do something poorly? Is this their fault? Like, they didn't win 33-24 to against Akron or Rutgers. This was Penn State. And I, you know, maybe they – just because of the circumstances with the way they came in, it's viewed differently. And that was still a two-possession win over a very talented team. So, and there were things they did poorly. And I they, mean, you can look at it and objectively say, this is not a team that played its best game of the year. Mm-hmm. And, and they still had 500 yards. And they still, you know, you convert even three of those four field goal attempts that were short field goal attempts. And shout out to Noah Ruggles for yes. making kicks when it counts. Um, you know, all of a sudden, that's a 49-24 to 24 game, and it feels a whole lot different. Um or, or the one throw, and I was going to well the the Olave throw, the, the Travion Henderson jumping off sides on the fourth mm. and one, oh, like just little stuff like that 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 is totally self inflicted, and you you look at it and again you you have to grow from it and you got to figure out okay this was this was bad in a lot of ways and you still won fairly comfortably against what most people objectively view as a top ten or fifteen team in the country. Mm-hmm. I, I think. You you don't want to throw a loss out the Illinois loss, but you know nobody's throwing out the Minnesota loss to Bowling Green. Obviously, you, you lose a game, it counts. But I think everyone knows that if 
Penn State played Illinois 100 times, they're going to win at 99. And two Saturdays ago was just that one time when yeah. – and then everybody got wrapped up in them getting beat by Illinois and us playing crazy good, and now oh, we're going to do the same thing to yep. Penn State when we got to sit back and realize we play these guys every year, and it's usually a hard fight. You know that hard they've fight played Penn State consecutively more than they've played any team in history now that Michigan didn't play last year. You've just you just got Michigan quit. Just I, I did not. <laughs> did, he said didn't play. Uh, yeah, I feel like we were about. They ready. chose so, not so to that's play. That's the longest. Uh, cons- that's the longest streak of uh, you wow. know a, a year. Learn something new every day. Because they would have played every year since Penn State ended the conference that's right, back Bob. in ninety four, right, ninety three, whatever that was. Yeah. That's right, Big Bob. Bob. That's right, BB. BB. <laughs> hey, hey, Jay Z. Yeah. I thought I thought there was a chance on that throw that I brought up the fourth down throw to Olave from C J Stroud that was short. He said that he saw cloud coverage and was trying to thought maybe Chris Olave would stop or window it, window that throw, and yeah. not trying to lead it in. Like, is there any part of that? That was the one after the chase down. That's the one you're talking about, right? Yeah. And I, I thought maybe it was just an adjustment and miscommunication, and not just a short arm throw from Stroud. I, maybe there's no way for any of us to know definitively the right answer, but. It, it you ask Brian. I, th- I think it's a combination. Well, I don't know that we're going to get the the, it's the probably, full answer, it's but probably a combination. It's a combination of of, plus of being fatigued, yep. falling backwards, his legs being arm. tired, falling backwards, knowing he's got to shoot this ball in before the safety comes over there, and he probably just was a little quick on it, short armed it a little bit, and it gets you know into a spot where he can't make a play. Now, if he yeah. does sit down, you know that ball might be there, but I don't think he needed to. I think if you throw it to his back shoulder, like we've seen CJ make throws like this all year long, I, you know, you put it in his back hip, he's going to turn around and make the catch and, and walk into the end zone. I think it's more him trying to run 90 yards because, <laughs> you know, as quarterbacks, we don't like to do that too no. much, uh, especially a guy who doesn't run at all like I, I CJ. Mean, but the quarterback should know that it was an incomplete pass too. Well, and I'm sure they yeah. did, but it was like, but at the still, angle, you don't of, know how you see it, and you're just like, I feel like he kind of stood so there weird. for a second. The officials were like, so bizarre the entire night that how do you you can't just trust that they're going to get it right. Yeah, no, t- <laughs> yeah, because they missed a lot. But they got a Buckeye leaf from Bob, so they must have did. Kudos. Done so their, like their ability to ignore problems that are, you know, I, I always respect people that are, they're willing to stand by their principles and it's, <laughs> we don't call holding and they, they were going to be conscientious objectors to that. We're going to make sure that Ohio state has, maybe Ryan told them, listen, Hey, you make these guys work for it up there. Okay. It's been too easy for hey, us. Hey buddy. Yeah. Let these guys, hey. We need to see me, what this defensive line is. Yeah. We necessary. need to see if Tommy Eichenberg can run through a tackle. Yes, run through a tackle. To make a tackle. An interesting, interesting or thought. I had thought of it. That, that would be mind-blowing if it came out, right? No, I think, I think that Hold makes on, let him go. Sense. I won't even write a letter to the Big Ten. You guys should ask uh, Coach Day in his press conference. Well, I was getting tips during the press conference from Bob about what I needed to ask on <laughs> Saturday night. Uh, I always appreciate the help and feedback. What was that follow-up that I sent you? you I wanted it to know something about how the Penn State defense was calling out Ohio State's plays. Yeah, well, they said oh, yeah, that was brought – CJ brought that up. Sure and I'm did. like, that's just a – that's a question. Does like, that come from Mike Yursich? I think that it comes come, from Mike Yursich. Does that come from Yursich and his ability to know what Ohio State's going to do? Or does it come from Ohio State being predictable? Because they certainly were that's, not – Innovative on Saturday night offensively, and that's what I—that's what I wanted to know. And inquiring minds wanted to know, and and it was followed up on to Ryan Day. He said, "Well, teams like to guess a lot. Sometimes they're right, sometimes they're wrong." And that's—I think that's a pretty good answer too. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they guessed right, and then uh, you know, times they guessed wrong. Here's some long touchdown passes. Five hundred yards of offense. If you're still yeah. if yes, you're calling yes. out the plays over and over, <laughs> there still might be a problem. Yeah, yeah. It's that old uh, you know Lambo philosophy. Well, here's. Here's our plays. We're going to tell you what it is. You mm-hmm. still have to execute it yeah. and stop it. Ohio State still got 
got by more often than not against Penn State. And they're going to be in position heading into November to win the Big Ten, get back to the college football playoff. The first rankings will be out on Tuesday night. Ooh, yeah. Where do you think, what logic will they use this week, and where will Ohio State be on Tuesday? So I would think the rankings will align like this. I think you'll have Georgia at number one. I believe you'll probably have Bama at two. Oh boy! Ooh. I'm just. This isn't what I. Th- this I is what I, I know. This I know. is not my Bob's list. This I know. I asked you what they Bob were going to do. Prognosticating. I think. I think they'll probably have Cincinnati at three. I think they'll have Michigan State at four, Oklahoma at five, and Ohio State at six. I think Ohio State will be seven. You think Oregon will be ahead of them? I think Ohio State will be behind Oregon. I think they'll be behind Michigan State. I would. Michigan I, State, I think- in fairness, if you look at their body of work, again, this is. Is it eye test? Is it that? Michigan State just had a pretty impressive win. And you know what? They've won every other game. And so I, say, I think it'll be Georgia. I think they'll put Oklahoma, too. Because you think so? I, oh, Did you watch that Kansas game? It's boy. Caleb Williams, man. They love the game. Hey, it is Heisman moment. Had five, Two weeks six ago, touchdown passes. He should have lost to Kansas. I think uh, Georgia, Oklahoma, Alabama, Michigan State at four, Cincinnati at five, Oregon at six. You think Ohio they're going to set the precedent from week one that Cincinnati is already out? Tell me one of those schools that has a better mm. win than than Cincinnati. Uh, I mean, Michigan State. Okay, they have a, they beat a team by a smaller margin. I, I just don't all, think, at I, home. I don't think I'm, they're I'm, gonna I'm just I'm just going to I'm just going to argue this point. Like I'm not arguing like with it. you. They beat a team by a smaller margin at home, who's ranked what maybe a spot or two ahead of the other team. You know what I'm saying? Like, I will say have, this. Didn't though. have near the game control. Like, if we pull out game these other, what other metrics. Here we are, that's, the, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, we call it the Prince metric, game the, control. The week one logic we know will not be the same as the week two logic. And I just I wonder what precedent they'll try and set because at some point, common sense will win out. You know that Ohio oh, State uh, yeah. against, for this situation, Ohio State and Oregon. Are you going to say for week one that you're going to rely on head-to-head when you know in two or three or four weeks, but then it's body. But then it's body of work. But you get you can't. That's the problem. See, the way they watched Cincinnati struggled the last two weeks against Navy and Tulane. I, I, I think they wipe away service academy struggles because everybody's watched teams play service. That's academies. not in the bylaws. It, it is in mine. <laughs> I when I watch games, I'm like, all right, as long as you win those games. Because I watched Ohio State. You know, struggle. I mean, Wake Forest gave up 60 points to Army. So I'm saying, like, I watched Oklahoma a couple years, like, barely beat uh, Army. I mean, that, that wasn't an Army team that wasn't near as good as you know, yep. the Army team now. So I, I think they kind of isolate that. Now, struggling against Tulane on Saturday, I do think that that could be held against them. But they have a signature win. And I do believe this. Whatever the hell heck it means, there's you can this, say hell here there's, well, there's just this underlying belief that based upon, and should this be right or should it be wrong, the way that they played Georgia last year, I do believe that there's people, because I've talked to people in Georgia, that they say, like, Cincinnati's a good team. Like, we were trying to play to win. It wasn't like we didn't care about that game. And they came in there, and they outplayed us and should have won that game. And so when you have people in that region of the country who believe that, I think those people are going to say, hey, you know what? We don't care about Ohio State. We'll make You want to make Northerners happy? Cincinnati, they're the team. They're the team that we're going to look at. I don't at. think that'll make Northerners happy. But I don't think no, that it no, will, no. but that's how they would potentially. It's, it's so regionalized. But I think that there's people that will look at this and say, Okay. They were good enough coming in. They played this team who is the clear number one this year. They've been dominating everybody. They have a signature win against a team that Notre Dame, let's face it, they're prob- they're going to win 10 games. People were called, that was supposed to be the game they were supposed to lose, and they, they won that. They're, they don't have anyone on their schedule. They're not going to lose. Okay, so I'm going to put Cincinnati at four. Okay, that's okay. fine. 
and then uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma's gonna, they're undefeated and they're in the Big 12. They're going to be in the top four. So, if they so, played a tougher, conference, a tougher I don't know. schedule, like that's. Oh, I don't know. It's going to be. I mean, is beating Kansas better than beating This is why Kansas? it's so it's irrelevant to talk about this stuff now because yes. none of it Because we like to it, argue and it, get mad. But it's set. It, the part Gosh, of BB, that's relevant to TV's on one is that it sets the discussion points up for the committee and for everyone who follows and watches and is a fan of college football for the rest of the season. This is the first time. You know, it's much easier to disregard the AP pool because it doesn't count for anything. The coaches poll, everybody knows that it's a joke and that SIDs are filling it out for the coaches. Mm -hmm. It's Jerry Emig's done a great job, by the way. I don't. Does does Ryan Day have a ballot? I don't think he does. Um, (laughs) Spencer says no. Spencer says no. I think he's not part of that, and I don't think he wants to be part Mm -hmm. of it. Um, But you know that those are just meaningless. These these are the people, right or wrong, and I think it's mostly wrong (laughs) that that you have a, a jury that's going to decide the four teams. Yeah. And they are going to explain it every single week, and they determine the course of this playoff moving forward, the, the way the rest of the schedule plays out. And it's, it's in a stupid, way they but do. we have to know like in, what they're thinking. In a way they do, but they also could come and put Ohio State at seven just saying if Ohio State goes and wins well, out, they probably they're will. going to be at three or four. Yeah, I could see them saying Ohio State's three, Cincinnati's four, and then you, know, you go from there. Just because if Ohio State was going to play Cincinnati, who's going to be who's going to be favored in that game? Yeah, probably by a couple touchdowns. But that's so that's what I, I mean. mean I, they they play by their own rules where they could say, "All right, we like Georgia. We believe Bama's going to be all right, so we're going to put them two. Ohio State would be Cincinnati. We're going to put them three. Cincinnati, yeah, they're having a good year. They beat Notre Dame. Let's throw them at four for now. See how they continue to do since they've been struggling. Maybe here. they put Bama at five because if Bama loses to Georgia, Bama's out, right? So yeah. You if they beat Georgia, then they're in. Yeah, they, and Georgia's in also. They could so. beat Bama and Ohio State out of the top four. Just to say, I, man, who cares? I'm also curious to kind of see Wake where, Forest, where Penn State lands in this. <laughs> I think first of all, the Big Ten West. We haven't got into that. That's a mess. They 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 ruin everything for everybody. So it you sure can't does. have a nice win at the end of the season. You have to have a muddled up mess. Yeah, Minnesota, Minnesota game Minnesota. might be a good win at the end of the season. Yeah, but if they're, they they're never going to rank them higher because that Bowling Green mm-hmm. anchor mm-hmm. that is dragging them to the bottom. <laughs> and that's honestly, it's terrible because their only losses to Ohio State, yeah. they'd be probably They've right. They've been through three tailbacks. is going to win the Big Ten West, and it's going to be they're going to people are going to remember those first four games. Oh of the yeah, year, and it, and they're going to be the team. That's what they're going to focus on. Yeah. The one interesting piece with Auburn beating Ole Miss, like that Auburn win for Penn State, like they look at some of the like the Iowa loss. Okay, you look at the Ohio State loss. All right, Illinois. Like I'm curious how high of a three loss ranked team they will be because they have one of the best wins. I mean, Auburn just beat Old Miss. They're going to be a top. Auburn will probably be right there on the fringe of the top ten. You know, and so what does that look like? And that win was real. And it was a very, I wouldn't say a dominating win, but it was a game-controlled win. That there was Auburn really didn't have a clear path to victory for yep. much of that game. I, I The only reason that I bring it up again is, as Jay-Z said, well, are you going to use the eye test? They're going to use different logic every week, and that's my problem. If mm-hmm. You should know what to expect from them on a weekly basis and they don't do it if they're going to say that's what it's just from the start say georgia is number one we think ohio state based on the eye test is the second best team and everyone in the country wants to see their offense against georgia's defense like why wait mm-hmm. if you're going to use the eye test on the first week of december to differentiate between these teams why not just do it now but you know why because they know they're going to get their ratings with ohio state right. people being all pissed off right, that they put them six or seven and blah 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 you know why it's and they and espn hates they're selling they're selling a state. story there's it's a soap opera yes so they want to keep us all the tuned soap in opera, baby. They, they want to watch us 
Watch Ohio State come down into the top. I four. think that's a good nickname for you. I'm going to let that just marinate. I don't. Big Bob. I don't think he likes Big it. Big Bob. Big, Big Bob, Bob the Builder. It's a terrible nickname. Triple B. Triple B. I've had a lot of nicknames. What, no one's ever called me. What's your before. first? What's your favorite nickname? No one's ever called you Big Bob and then immediately shortened it to BB. Wow, no, I can't believe we that. never. Big Bob <laughs> has been there, but never a. We've really. had we've had BB, but no. the first B was Wait, different. There's been a Big Bob. I like it. What's your, what's your favorite nickname that anyone's ever given you? Because you know you can't give yourself a nickname, as we talked about last week. He with, already with, answered that. I asked him this like a month ago, and he said his name his nickname is Bobby. With Meatball, we obviously talked about it last week. You can't give yourself a nickname. So what's the best nickname anyone's ever Bobby given you? Bobby is a nickname. I, nah, my parents gave it to me. It's true. The best and My friends ever. back it up. and I mean, sometimes James calls me Rockin' Robbie. Oh. I mean, so that's like my you know hmm. pro wrestling uh, alter ego. Rock and Robbie and jumping. Rock and Robbie Carpenter with three B's and two I's. I mean, <laughs> no one knows what he's about. Most he's people, to be fair, most people have two I's, Bob. No, three B's and two I's in the name. Oh, wow, that's too many. That's a lot. Rock of, and just, Robbie you just shot it right over him. That's yeah. too many B's. You would think. <laughs> you know, when there's no rules when you, when nicknames are given. There's no rules. That's right. Jay Z. Aside from Jay Z, what was your nickname growing up? Jay Z. My God! I mean, how many nicknames does somebody like, need? Well, for how many? Yeah, how many do you think people should what have? Else, what else? I'm the ninth of eleven kids. I got called a lot of stuff growing. Well, I got called Jared, Stacy, Lexi. My dad called me all kinds of different names, and my brothers and sisters' names, and my dogs' names. But oh yeah, those weren't necessarily nicknames. 100%. He just couldn't remember who he was talking to. Yeah, well, you're the youngest. That's, that's <laughs> exactly. He went down the list. I call my youngest. He gets a bunch of names all the time. <laughs> like it just works. Uh, so it dad. just goes that way, huh? Yeah, the youngest kid. I'm like uh, Caleb. Cut. <laughs> Colin Dart, whatever. Austin's never had a nickname, but he goes by Vol for Life on the message boards, which is weird. <laughs> yes. I can't believe that you you just casually did that last week and people believed it. And they're like, I, oh, Austin, I knew it wasn't, something wasn't right. <laughs> As if I would ever, ever go back down You love that time down there, oh, didn't you? Oh, my God. Josh Heupel's getting it turned around. He is. Bringing you I'm back. sure he is. Good for him. Uh, that'll come crashing On three back. is sending you down there. I talked, I talked to Big Will. They, listen, that, there's some moving parts. They want their best dude. They've been asking for you back. Where's Austin Ward been? We need him back here covering yeah. us. That guy who had the option to stay and voluntarily. Voluntarily. You hear that? Oh, he can't, Ooh, even, he he can't, can't even get away stop from it. it. Yeah. He can't just, get away from it. It's ingrained in him. This he's, coming from the guy. He's the only 10 I see. gave himself a nickname on Twitter. He's now just burned. He's the only 10 says I see. You, <laughs> says you can't give yourself what? a nickname. I didn't. did publicly. Number one, I, it wasn't a nickname I gave myself. I just uh, shortened my name. Well, that's mm, what a nickname that's is. That's kind of, yeah. Nah, 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 I didn't, In a way. This is the problem. Jay-Z is a shortened moniker. Yeah, for see, Justin exactly. Blake. Bobby Big is Bob. short for Robert Carpenter. I'm not sure that's really short. I mean, it's really not that short. That's why you just tighten it up to Bob, and then it's Bob. one syllable. Big Bob. I didn't think we'd have to explain how Maybe. names actually worked. Yeah, I mean, I don't know anything about anything. But we're fully my brothers. Off the rails. My brothers were all very mad that that you, you took Berm stuck. They to wanted me that instead of any of my six older brothers. It's really. Oh, weird. you're the youngest, and yeah. wow, you think one of them would have taken a couple it. of them came down to yeah. for the Indiana game and were hanging out. It's really weird when there's other Birminghams around, and I'm like, I imagine now this guy's Berm. Like, I don't I'm not talking to you two. Yeah, they they do get frustrated. Well, I mean, that's like watch listening to. A, f- a famous friend of yours, Mr. Anthony Schlegel, yeah. who we affectionately know as we tightened his name up to Schlegs. just Schlegs. To a nickname. And his Schlegs. wife, who her name is Stephanie Schlegel, refers to her husband as Schlegs. Schlegs. And I'm like, so are you Mrs. Schlegs in this scenario? Like, how how is that working? Well, Schlegs, too. Schlegs, too. Schlegs. Such a personality. He can only have one name, Schlegs. 
I think that's McLovin. I saw him, I saw a little clip of him yelling at some guys on the field yesterday. It was nice. Was it was up. nice to see. Schlitt. Did they play yesterday? Well, they had a game. They were on the field. Who they play? Seahawks. Oh. Now, it was not pretty. Everybody's catching strays on Letterman Live <laughs> this week. Poor Schlegs and the Jags. Well, it's it's a November. Is it going to be one to remember? Um, it's a nickname. That was good. for contenders. So anyway. Thanks for joining us in the Letterman Lounge. We appreciate Nicole Cox and Roosters, as always, for having us in. Uh, Berm's going to get uh, the tears wiped away from his eyes. We're going to move on. Been fine get for ready hours. for Ohio State and Nebraska. That is Jay-Z, Bobby, BB, Berm, <laughs> and I am just Austin Ward. This has been Letterman Live. It's brought to you by Roosters. It's a fun, casual joint. We will see you next Monday. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager. Only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.